0: Welcome in to the Buddhist biohacker. Welcome to my YouTube channel, Buddhist biohacker. If you haven't clicked subscribe, please do so. And my name is Lisa and I am your host and mystic guide as always. And all year long, we've been doing this really, I think it's a really beautiful like segment or series or whatever you want to call it, but it's the diamond beauty series. And um, we have this group of women who are just diamond beauties. You know, they just carry like the heart-centered energy of the high heart center which is this diamond crystalline light that goes right there you know right at the heart and um we are here today with one of my favorite diamond beauties krista poshonic welcome krista
1: thanks for having me i absolutely love what you're doing with this group and this channel it's amazing
0: I love it too. I'm really, you know, we have a t-shirt too. For anybody who wants to know, go to LisaMGunshore.com. We have a diamond beauty t-shirt. If you want to wear one, they're pretty nice. I have
1: the gravel.
0: Like ballet net kind of shirts are really pretty. They're very feminine.
1: Oh, I'm excited. Now I'm gonna have to go get one. I
0: know, right? They're really <laughs> cool. I never talk about the apparel. I I will, I promise. But anyway, so um yeah, I love it too. And you know, today it's all about you, Krista. What do you have going on?
1: Oh, goodness. What do
0: you want to share first? Honestly, um, you know, I have a
1: lot going on. I am working on just really trying to figure out the best way to help people feel good about their money. Um, and really trying to make it. Um, something that is just part of your everyday flow, right? Cause we know money is energy and we just want to make sure that it feels good. It, um, is something that you're happy to and excited about. Um, and so that way you can attract more of it into your life and then making sure that it just becomes part of your overall balance, um, with life, because we have all these different aspects that we're trying to juggle. Um, I joke, it's like trying to spin plates, um, You know, like the, at the circus where they're spinning the plates and one over here wobbles and then they all seem to fall down. So money is a big one that a lot of people um, feel seem to seems to wobble. And so that's where I am really just trying to figure out the best way to help people keep that one spinning, keep that one going so that everything flows and is just feeling good with money. So that is where I am now.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's, we need that help and I'd love to open it up to the audience. You know, if you want to share, what are your challenges with money? I think we'd love to hear what those are. So for those of you who are watching in the live, you know, share what those challenges are. And I know Krista, you know, one of the biggest challenges I've always had is as a healer and in doing spiritual work is you don't, you, there's, you get so tangled up in what to charge, how to charge, if you should charge, because you want to help people, but there also needs to be an energy exchange. And so Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you see that in all sorts of industries, not just the spiritual space.
1: Absolutely. Um, We see that even my husband owns his own business and and has to decide what to charge. And and there definitely is, again, a balance there. Um, One thing that I love to always focus on when it comes to that piece is Many of us think that the word narcissist or narcissism is really, really bad, right? That's become a very negatively associated word, but we have to realize that it still balances out that altruistic part of us as well. And we can't be all altruistic and have no narcissism at all. So when we are giving things away too much or we aren't charging enough for it, um, we're actually taking things out of balance. Um, And it actually makes the person who's receiving it not feel as good. Um, That's why I don't know if any of you guys have experienced when you don't charge enough, sometimes that person seems to walk away less satisfied. Um, There's that kind of perception of value there where they think, oh, you know, because I didn't spend as much, maybe the value of it wasn't quite as high as what you really offered. Um, And so really balancing that side and making sure that it truly is a give and take for you. You're charging what you're worth, but you're not also overcharging. So the exchange feels like a good, fair exchange is going to really make both parties walk away better. Finding that space isn't always easy. Um, It's sometimes you're going to have to play with it for a little bit, really decide, you know, hey, I maybe I should have charged a little bit more. Ooh, maybe that one didn't feel as good And I think a lot of us don't tend to charge more because we're afraid to price ourselves out, right? Mm -hmm. That, um, oh gosh, if I charge that much, nobody's gonna come. But trust me, when you're charging the right amount, you will attract those right clients. Um, And you'd be surprised how much you almost start to attract more when you increase just a little bit. Um, And then you'll know when you go past that tipping point. um, That's when you'll start pricing out. And it just doesn't feel as good to you either. So trust your gut and trust your instinct. If you feel like you're supposed to be charging more, it's probably because you are supposed to be. You're worth that amount. um, And we want that exchange to be in balance. But, yeah, that's every industry.
0: Yeah, it totally is. You know, Karen says, let's see, look at how cool I got this figured out so we can actually show your comments. So Karen says, to answer Lisa's question, it's difficult for me to receive. If I have it, I want to give it all away.
1: That is actually another common thing too. I had a conversation with a client of mine not too long ago about this exact same thing. And it's kind of two-sided. I think many of us, we have that giving spirit, right? We do want to give things away. But if it comes down to the point that you you have a difficult time receiving, there's a part of your mindset that feels as though it's really not yours. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I always give as, as an example is if you find a $100 bill on the ground, right? And you look around and there's nobody there and you're like, okay, well, I don't know who this belongs to. Our first instinct is to go blow it. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, we don't tend to think about what to do with it. We don't tend to really, um, you know, feel like it's ours. We feel like, oh, I found it. And so therefore it's not mine and I need to get rid of it as quickly as possible because it Mm -hmm. doesn't feel good. So sit with the fact of why maybe you feel like, what is it about it that makes it feel like it's not yours? Um, Try to figure out what is it in the old mindset. It could be an old tape that's playing from something you learned when you were a kid. But usually that's that piece of not receiving. It's either a, a worthiness issue or a, there's something about it that makes you feel not like that it's yours. So try to sit with that and see what might be. I um, mean, you might have to sit down with a couple of different people that you've been around for a long period of time, parents, siblings, things like that, and see if there was maybe something that was said a long time ago that just put that thought in your subconscious to make your mindset be towards that piece, because that's usually what it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I think, too, you know, there's something we talk about in, in, you know, clairvoyant speak, um, which is having this. And we all have having this, you know, this, this ability to have things. And so one of the things they taught in psychic school years ago was, you know, some people win the lottery because they have the having this to win the lottery. And so you can really look at what is my having this? Why am I living in this particular paradigm of lifestyle versus somebody else who's like, living in a bigger one. In fact, my husband and I were driving around looking at like fancy houses over by us just to get out of the house. And yeah, but it was one of those things where it kind of puts you in front of your face. Like, well, you know, why, why is it, what are these people doing that they're living in this way versus how we're living? And it doesn't mean that we have to have those things, but it also is an interesting thing to look at.
1: And it is. And I love that you actually brought up the lottery thing, because that's another one. Um, Oftentimes people will win the lottery, but they will quickly go broke after they win it. Mm. Uh, And it's that same idea of there's usually a worth issue. Um, I always tell people like you, when you start making more money and your level now is up here, if you're. You know, kind of self-esteem or confidence or worth level is still down here. You need to boost that up to your income level, or else your income level will naturally fall back to where you are. Um, and so, when it comes to things like a lottery, a lot of people will say, "Oh, I don't really feel like it's mine, right? I want it, and that's awesome, and I'm excited." But there's just something about it that just doesn't feel right. The energy doesn't feel good. Something I might—I don't feel like I'm worth it. So they blow it as quickly as they can, and then they go bankrupt. Um, and so that's kind of along those same lines that happens all the time. Um, another one with receiving and like you mentioned that havingness is there's so many of us where when we're struggling, right, we might have difficulty, we might need some help financially. And we have this little bit of pride and ego issue and we don't want to ask for help or when somebody offers it, we won't accept it. Um, that's actually, you know, kind of stopping that energy and that flow as well. If you do have a friend or a family member that's like, hey, Let me lend you a couple hundred bucks. Like, it's no big deal. Many of us go, no, 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 I couldn't do that. Well, now you're literally stopping that energy right in its tracks. Um, And that's going to actually hurt that law of attraction because now you're saying, no, I don't want you. Um, And so just trying to figure out where that relationship piece is with the money. A lot of us don't realize we have a relationship with it.
0: Well, yeah, we, we don't, I remember, and I do want to say, you know, welcome to everybody who's joining in now and welcome to all the members of my YouTube channel. I see some members on here. Um, And again, if you guys want to share, what are your challenges with money? um, Please share it or your challenges with abundance. We'd love to hear it. But, you know, Krista, I remember years, few years ago, and I realized that I had a very toxic relationship with money. And I thought to myself, I need to think of money like a boyfriend. Like I need to have open communication with money. I need to be able to love it and have emotional intimacy with Mm -hmm. money. And, you know, what do you see? Like, what are some of the top things you see as far as people having a poor relationship with money, no relationship with money? And how do you change it?
1: So the biggest thing, and, and it's funny, I love that you mentioned that, Lisa, because I tell people all the time that, uh, you know, your relationship with money should be like having a relationship with an intimate partner. Um, because if you talk badly about it, think badly about it, feel badly about it, it's not going to want to stick around, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't want to hang out with you if that that's how you're going to feel. So I think the biggest struggles that people tend to have um, are scarcity mindset, um, that there's just not enough. Um, There's just not enough to go around. If this person has more then that leaves less for me. Um, That's a big piece of it. Um, A lot of that stems back to phrases we were told when we were younger, things like money doesn't grow on trees. um, And, you know, money is the root of all evil, all of these different things that we get told. Another one that hurts relationships that we don't think about um, when it comes to money is if you saw your parents fight about money. It's going to make a negative relationship. You are going to relate money to, to that fighting. Um, oh, money always causes arguments. Um, you know, we do we already know it's the number one cause for divorce. We know that. Um, but the reason why is usually because of just something in our mindset that's set back um, before we can even remember. Um, so usually it's a scarcity, usually it's a relation to either feeling like it wasn't there for you. At one point, uh, maybe you really needed it and you felt that it didn't come through for you, kind of like a boyfriend, um, you know, wasn't there for me. So now I'm angry at it and um, don't know how to feel about it. Uh, Many of us want to love it and want to want more. But we have that phrase of, oh, well, you know, rich people are greedy Um, and, you know, people, if you have more money, there's more problems. Um, So all these phrases are hurting our our mindset and our relationship. With the money. So it's, there's not one or two things in particular. Most of it stems from really scarcity. And the second one is just something happened or you witnessed something happen that made it to where you couldn't, you felt like you can't rely on money always being there for you.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Well, and you work with a lot of women and you do Mm -hmm. some cool stuff to support women and their money mindset. So do you want to share a little bit about some of the support that you offer? Cool things that you have going on.
1: Yeah. So no, I do definitely work mainly with women. Of course I will help men as well. Um, But I just tend to really build that relationship with women um, very quickly. And we have comfortable conversations about money and finances and all of those past experiences one of the biggest things that I do, and actually the company I work with, Five Rings Financial, actually created this, so I can't take um, credit for it. Um, but we do a an event that's called Wine, Women, and Wealth. Um, and the whole point of this event is all women are welcome. Um, we have a little bit of food, we drink a little bit of wine, um, but we talk about money. Um, we have a full-on discussion about the money piece of it and the more emotional side of money. So talking about that mindset, having a discussion about, you know, that kind of a raw discussion about, Hey, this is what's happened to me. Has anyone else ever experienced this? Um, you know, and I I might lead that discussion, but people participate and it just makes you start to feel good about it again and realize that you're not alone. Um, when it comes to that feeling of money. Um, and then with that, I'm just really starting to help coach women, um, mend that relationship. Um, Whether we're entrepreneurs, small business owners, stay at home moms, it really doesn't matter. Um, There are different things. It might've been the way you were raised um, that maybe you just don't feel like you know enough. Um, So the education piece is a huge piece for me. I like it when people understand how it works, how they can truly make their money work for them. And they don't have to go with the status quo way of utilizing and growing your money. There's so many different ways that you can do it. And we're just not taught. Um, so really education and just coaching through that mindset piece, um, and then helping you get everything set up financially that will fit your needs to make sure it is there for you in the future.
0: I love it. Well, and that's how I met you was through the one in yeah. wealth. And it was a really great discussion. I need to create space to go to more of them. Um, but I do think it's the one thing we don't talk about, you know, mm-hmm. especially as women entrepreneurs, we don't really talk about the financial piece that often it's usually the marketing piece or the community piece or what we're doing with our business and the services piece. And we forget to just say, listen, I need to learn how to manage money and how to create wealth from what I'm making, because I think that's a big thing too. And I love Mary's sharing. She said, treat it like a boyfriend. I can do that. That's a way better perspective. I love it. I love it too. I mean, it really is. And uh, peace, love, and magic. Hi, Claire. She said, what would be your top few tips about changing our money mindset and making space for abundance? What a great question.
1: It's a great question. I um, mean, it's actually something we talk about in Wine, Win, Wealth on a regular basis. Um, it really, what I what I usually recommend is finding a couple of affirmations um, that really kind of feel a little uncomfortable. Um, if they're uncomfortable, that means you probably need to say them a little bit more. So, um, And there's all different ones. Um, I mean, you can look them up online. There's books that have them, but just a few affirmations, things like um, I am a money magnet. Money flows to and from you know my space easily and without effort um, or effortlessly, whatever way you want to put it. Um, I love money because it's always there for me. Um, I respect money and it respects me. There's all of these different things. But even just as simple as saying, I love money and I attract it abundantly into my life and am What's the word that I always use? Oh, goodness. Um, I am compensated properly for the services that I give to others. Um, Ooh, so, that's a good one. I love that one uh, because it kind of touches on what you mentioned earlier, Lisa, right? Like not charging properly. Um, so, finding those affirmations that feel a little uncomfortable and doing three things one, thinking them on a regular basis, two, saying them out loud. Um, You have to say them out loud for them to really stick. And three, writing them down. There's a connection that happens when we actually physically write things down that will help just make that connect on all three different spaces. And then the other one that I would say is when you do start feeling those negative thoughts come through, like, oh, I just don't have enough money this week. um, Things like that. When you start that, try to find a reverse statement that you can counterbalance that with. Um, You know, just, oh, you know, the money... The money will come. I know it's on its way to me. Um, I'm working towards getting this amount of money, whatever it might be. But stop having those negative thoughts because it's just going to keep that mindset. So becoming conscious of when you're even having those thoughts, I think, is step number one um, and then trying quickly to reverse them and get them out of your head.
0: Mm -hmm. Those are good. I really, really love this particular affirmation that I am compensated properly for my goods and services you know, figuring this out, like what, what to charge and all those things. One of my mm-hmm. favorite tips that I give everyone is to really list all the money you've spent on the training, the education, the business itself, mm-hmm. really look at what you've spent to be able to do what you're doing, to really look at what the value is of, mm-hmm. of who you are and, and what you're an expert in, especially, you know, in the holistic realm, the creative well realm. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen this, Krista, but it's sometimes it's hard to put a price tag on something creative or spiritual. But when you start to add up your certifications and your training and your work and your time and your effort, it's like, oh actually there's a lot of value. What are some of your tips when people are trying to figure out what they're really worth and what their services or goods are really worth?
1: Yeah. And that's actually very similar to what I tell people to do as well, Lisa. Um, one big thing is one is first off knowing that you're worth that amount, right? It's, it is hard when you are in that spiritual realm or realm of really doing services. You know, you don't have a tangible product that you're offering to people. And so for some reason, we automatically relate that to being not quite as valuable as something that you can physically hand to somebody. But it could be, couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I mean, your talents, your gifts, everything that you have studied to be who you are and where you are is definitely worth being compensated properly. So one of the things that I'll tell people, and, and actually, I'll use a stay-at-home mom as probably my best example that I can give. So take this part and then add those pieces in. Um, I have people that tell me as a stay-at-home mom, you know, they don't feel like they contribute or that they're worth much to the household. So I told them to literally write down what it would cost them to hire a chef, to hire a taxi service, to hire a tutor for their children. Um, I mean, and I started having women start listing all of these things. You know, I, I am the cleaner, so I'm the maid, I'm the cook, I am the taxi service, I tutor my children. Um, I had one woman, I loved it. She goes, um, what would it cost to be an esc- to hire an escort for my husband? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you know what? I love it. It's We're, we're getting creative, but we're mine. We're, our minds are on the right track, right? Like these are all the things that we provide and we do. And the other thing that I always tell them is any degrees, certifications, um, any of those things that you have literally spent money on becomes part of your worth. Um, and you will be surprised once you get that flow going and you start getting those thoughts flowing like that, it'll get a little bit easier and you'll quickly realize that you are worth over a million dollars very quickly. And you'll start to realize you're worth over multi-millions of dollars um, just because you are the one that is doing these things. You have earned those degrees, those certifications, and you did have to give a compensation again for something that isn't tangible. So you should be allowed to charge for something that isn't tangible as well. Um, think about how much we charge for bachelor's degrees now.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. you know, I
1: mean, and when it really comes down to it, I mean, I have, I joke all the time. I'm like, I have this really expensive piece of paper right here, but yeah. I do use it in particular. No, I i more got life experience from that than I really did in education, but they were able to charge, you know, $100,000. Um, and so you are able to charge what you are worth too. You are offering a service, and women are good at being creative. We are good at figuring out, um, you know, different ways that we can help and serve the community. And sometimes we just don't realize because we're so naturally good at it, we don't realize that it does have a value, it does have something that it's worth. Um, and we are naturally caregivers. We are nurturers by nature. We want to give. That's awesome. But you also need to realize that you are number one in your life and you need to make sure that you take care of you first because we all know you can't fill from an empty cup, right? So definitely making sure going through those steps and really realizing what your worth is will make you feel a lot better about yourself charging properly. if anyone needs help, it is something I do. Um, I will literally sit down and make you write it down. <laughs> so um, down okay, we're going to look it up. How much does a maid cost? How, you know, how much do you charge or you know, how much do you, time do you spend, um, cleaning your house? Well, you would have to pay a maid this much money, a cook this much money, um, all of these different things. Um, so I, I have no problem sitting down and making people go through it.
0: Yep. Well, it's super great advice. And Karen says, great idea to repeat these affirmations. I am a money magnet. Money flows to me effortlessly. I'm cons- compensated properly for the goods, for the services I give to others. So totally, totally good. Totally. And I love all these great comments. We have so many great, great stuff out here. Everybody is saying yeah. how helpful this is and how great this is. So I And love just that. keep
1: repeating it all the time. And to, And then once that one feels good move on to another one that feels a little uncomfortable. I never stop doing my affirmations. And if I was to tell somebody that I feel good about money all the time, I would be lying through my teeth. There are still <laughs> days, right? We have days that we struggle with these things and days that it doesn't seem like it's working. But the biggest thing to do is that you have to stop those negative thoughts right in their tracks and don't let them continue any further Um, and so and that's really with anything but with your money it's just something of it is easy to go back into that vicious cycle of the money isn't here for me I just don't have enough Um, you know and really and that's just going to attract you know more and more difficulty so remember that law of attraction Um, one example I love to give is if you are trying to uh, pay off all of your debt for example that's a huge one right we i first off i tell people be grateful for your debt it was there for you when you needed it it afforded you the things that you needed however don't focus on eliminating debt because what you're doing according to law of attraction is focusing on the debt Um, what you want to do is focus on creating more money and then that will naturally take care of the debt so just making sure you're focusing on the right concept so that way the law of attraction can actually work in your favor
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, one of the things I caught myself, oh, you know, I'm not making anything or I don't feel Mm -hmm. abundant. And I actually forced myself to write down like where my abundance was coming from because Mm -hmm. um, I've received a lot of abundance. Like I've had books sent to me and gifts from clients and and guests sent to me and, um, you know, just wonderful experiences I've had. And so I forced myself this last month to really write down all of those things. So I highly encourage that too, for all of you guys out there is like, write down what you are abundant in, because even though it doesn't look the way you think it's supposed to look, there's actually a lot of great abundance out there that we're receiving. And so well, I that, it's like the gratitude journal, you know? Yes. Nice. Well,
1: and that's a good point too, Lisa, you mentioned, you know, like you may not feel abundant in money, but really none of us really want just a ton of money. Right. We don't. We're we're not going to go to the grave with a ton of money. What we want is what the money affords us to be able to get or do. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're getting, you know, if you're getting those books, if you're getting, um, you know, I joke with people, they people earn trips. They earn all these things. That's still a form of something that you were receiving. Um, It's something that maybe you didn't get it in the form of money, but it's something that you didn't have to spend money on. So just realizing that there is abundance in all different aspects Um, money is one portion. But if you think abundantly in general, it's going to help with all things become abundant.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Well, and Claire was just, you know, validating what we're saying because she said gratitude is her secret to abundance. And that's so true. Like being grateful. You know, I had a gratitude journal, an actual one that I bought that's called a gratitude journal and you write it every day. And of course I did that for like a month and then so maybe I need to pull <laughs> pull that back out because it's all about the gratitude, right? The attitude of gratitude.
1: I it is. And and it's I think we all do that. You know, we all have that we we start off with great intention, we do things and then life catches up and and we all skip it today and it's very easy to break a habit if you especially if you haven't fully formed it yet. Um so finding it any way that you can to be able to do that gratitude. I tell people that money, you know, when you're asking the universe for more money, Um, you need to kind of look at it like a bank. Um, you know, if you aren't grateful for the things that you've already gotten, it's not going to be willing to give you more. So you have to one, be grateful for what you've already gotten from the bank. uh, because otherwise they're going to say, well, I don't want to give you any more. You don't even appreciate what we've already given you. Um, and number two is that worth piece. One of the first things that's going to happen if you go to the bank and ask for a loan is they're going to want to have some collateral. Collateral is showing that you are already worth the amount that you're asking for. You have something there that you can offer in return. So if you are asking for $100,000, you have to show, prove to yourself, prove to the universe where in your life you're already worth $100,000. Um, and that will also help bring it a little bit faster um, and realize that it's okay to take small steps. We might have to ask for 10000 before we ask for 100000 before we ask for a million. Slowly make yourself. And then once you're grateful for that and you show that you're worthy, the universe is willing to give more. So- that piece too, of just making sure that you know your worth um, and you're grateful for what you already have. So that way the universe is ready to provide more to give you grateful or to be grateful for.
0: Wow. That's really good advice, Krista, because I think we don't probably look at that, like what we're really worth and and what we want to be grateful for.
1: Yeah, it's something that, you know, I, and it was something I had to learn, and I'm still learning. So we we all are in a constant state of learning, right? Um, none of us are ever going to be complete experts um, at any point. It is something where we always have more to learn.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so true. It's so true. So you're going to have a group in our Ajatakasa community app, which I'm super excited about. Do you want to share a little bit about that?
1: What sure. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm um, kind of exactly what we've been talking about now. So it is going to be called manifest wealth um, and wealth is meant to be more than just money, right? Well, uh, money is a small, is a portion of wealth, but there's still so much more um, that comes into that wealth word, which is why I hard over straight money. Um, what we're really going to be focusing on is just having open discussions, um, a safe space to be able to ask questions Start a discussion, um, share trials and tribulations and difficulties um, that really are around any form of wealth. So if it is, hey, you know, I am struggling finding my worth, struggling trying to figure out what I am, what I should be charging, Um, any of those kinds of questions, we want to be able to make that an open discussion and give each other sound advice without judgment. Um, without shaming um, and realizing that we are all on our own level when it comes to our money knowledge and our wealth knowledge um, and really just trying to make it to where money is not a taboo subject. Um, You know, we always talk about sex, religion, and politics being our main taboo subjects. And unfortunately, they well, I guess fortunately, um, they're not taboo. You know, when it really comes down to it, you can see those three things all over your social media pages. Um, but when it comes to money, nobody's talking about it. So I just want to have a free area where we can feel good to just share, discuss, and not be ashamed of maybe where we are in our financial journey and be able to start getting to where we want to be and doing it collectively.
0: Yeah, yeah. I love it. I think that's huge. Cause you're right. We don't talk about money. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not talked about. And, um, you know, it's kind of this weird subject, none of us are comfortable sharing information about, isn't it? I mean, it really is a weird subject that no one talks about. Well, it is true. And I mean, a lot of it
1: came again, back to when we were kids, it was considered rude to ask people what they made, it was considered rude to, um, you know, really talk about it. It's just, oh, we don't talk about that. Um, you know, it's rude to talk about it. So we we kind of always got shut down and then we became afraid um, and it just kind of stayed that way. So we want to be able to open that up and just make it a free discussion like anything else should be. We shouldn't be ashamed of what we're making, how we're making it, what we're doing with it. Um, it's our life. It's our money. Um, and there shouldn't be any form of judgment or shaming there. And unfortunately, that's usually the first thing that happens. And since we're afraid to be judged or shamed because of it, we just stop talking about it. And if we don't know how to talk about it, how the hell are we going to know what to do with it?
0: Um, Michelle is sharing that she loves this and she had a huge aha about money and work yesterday. So thank you for sharing Michelle and um, share more if you wish to, but um, yeah, we've had a lot of conversations in the Ajanta Casa community in the last month about value. I mean, it's really been up for everybody is like, what is value? What are our values you know what is my value you know it's like we've all been talking about that because there's so many programs around value
1: yes and and value comes to more than just money right which i'm sure you guys are talking about in that as well is just there's so much more to value than just the money piece And that's what's so great about the things that everybody can do is there's so many different ways that we can add value. I was actually in a a group yesterday where we went around, said what we did for a living, um, and everybody had to say how that would contribute to the wellness of somebody. And it was very, it was very, um, what's the good word for it? It just it felt good to be able to know that hey. You know, I am helping somebody's maybe mental health because I'm making sure that they no longer worry about money Um, or somebody that worked in a completely different field. They're like, I don't know how I help. So we helped them realize how they are truly contributing to the wellness of a person, the wellness of a world of the world. Um, So no matter what you do, there is a value that sure there's a monetary value, but there's another value too that um, you probably aren't even thinking of that you're offering to your client, to their family, to their connections, to their community, and then of course to the collective world um, that you are making those ripple effects. And so even the smallest little thing can make that ripple in value. And sometimes we think monetary, the instant we think value, but there's so much more to it. So I love that you guys are talking about that.
0: Yeah, and that's a good, I like that. Like, what's your contribution? I think one of my favorite questions too is like, what's your contribution to the collective? what are you you doing that's mission focused, you know, versus money Mm -hmm. focused. And the other thing that I'd love to talk about too is, you know, how, let's see if I can pull it back in because I think my brain just flew out of my head, but you know, our contributions to the collective to to humanity oh i know what i was going to say but also our legacies like yeah you know what how often do you have those legacy conversations because i think that's an interesting thing to think about like what is our legacy like what are we leaving behind
1: absolutely and you know what's funny is is i can say actually, i actually have a lot of legacy discussion because one of the things i do is uh is life insurance <laughs> so <laughs> that's how some people want to leave a legacy for their children, for their family, for things like that. But another thing that a lot of people don't realize is if you do have things like life insurance, if you have those things, you can leave it to a charity. You can leave it to anything that you want. It doesn't have to be to an actual person. Um, and so I have conversations on the money side for legacy all the time, just looking at, um, you know, what am I going to leave for my kids? What am I going to leave for that? but i think the other thing that i have when it comes to entrepreneurs when i sit down with small business owners and small business or sorry entrepreneurs is really the piece of what do you want this business to do for the world like what is your purpose what is your goal and yes we talk monetary because yes i do financial but we i still make them do the other side too tell me what your ultimate goal is why do you want to make this much money what are you going to do with the money? Um, What is your purpose for wanting it? Um, Because I think too, if you're wanting to attract things into your life, even attract money, is you kind of have to have a plan. Kind of going back to that bank example, um, if you said, hey, I'd like to loan, they're going to say, well, what is your intention with the money? What are you going to do with it? Why do you need $100,000? What is your intention? So becoming very intentional about those pieces, both on the money side and that, like you mentioned, legacy side, um, I tend to go through it mostly with my business owners and entrepreneurs um, more than my um, just individual clients, just because that's what they're building for right? They're building their business to give a contribution to the world. So what do we want that to look like? And it's going to change. You know, it's going to, it's going to evolve. It's going to develop. But at least having an idea, that first footprint of, well, I, you know, I want to do this because of X, Y, and Z. Um, I'll use people, people might find this funny. I use my husband as an example. He fixes old cars and um, restores classics. And his whole purpose is is he likes to make people's dreams come true. He -hmm. sees these, maybe an older client that drove in that car with their grandfather. And there's a memory there. And that's what he wants to be able to recreate for his client, you know, and then he wants to be able to build it to last. So that way his grandchild can get in it with him and then his grandchild can get in it with him. So that's a legacy that he's trying to build. So it's every single person can build a legacy regarding, like regardless of what you're doing, figuring out what makes you feel good about that is what's going to help it go on. So yes, Mm -hmm. Michelle, I agree. Um, thinking of the value as more than money, it's because there's so much more. We we might want the money, but why are we doing it? So it comes down to that why and figuring it out. And what do you want that to look like? How do you want to be remembered? Um, you know, And all of those things, why are you building this is going to be a huge, and what's that value mm-hmm. for people?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge topic. I'm so grateful we have you in the community and that we're going to be opening this discussion up in the app, okay. because I think that this is so important. And What kind of services do you offer? You know, we talked about the groups, but what are some of the things that you do for individuals just so that folks know kind of how they can connect in with you and and do some coaching and and do some assessment of their values? Oh no, I lost you, I think.
1: Sure, so um, I do, so from financial standpoint, um, I help people. Oh no. Can you hear
0: You're me? You're back. Yep, I can. I think You're that good. there's a
1: delay and I feel bad. Okay. I almost feel like we should go out and come back in. Um because I know that there's a delay. <laughs> Yay! Okay, perfect. You're good. <laughs> so okay, perfect. On the financial side, um, I can do everything from helping build retirements and children's savings and that life insurance piece and all of those things so i can do all of those things um just like any other financial professional can um on the coaching side it's more of that um really sitting down especially like i said if you're a business owner when i sit down with people the biggest things i'm going to do is i'm going to make you sit down and write down your goals and dreams and i'm going to make you dream big I'm going to make you um, kind of come out of your comfort zone a little bit um, and really start getting down to the nitty gritty of how can we keep attracting this, you know, the money and all of that value into your business um, and making sure that your mindset is right and that, you know, your worth and going through all of those pieces and then also making sure that if you are a business owner, entrepreneur, that we are balancing everything and life. So we know that it's not all work. We know that it's not all money. Um, Those are two big factors that a lot of people may um, not know how to to balance. And so just kind of showing them to feel good about the money so we can continue to focus on those other spinning plates that we mentioned before. Um, So yeah, everything from that professional services on the financial side to that mindset coaching and balance coaching um, to make sure that it is all congruently working together.
0: I love it. I love it. I probably need to meet with you myself because, you know, I have a pretty clear vision of the way forward for my business, but I, you know, to have somebody, I think having that accountability partner to really push you further is really important. Like we need to have that in our life, whether it's for our health or money or careers or vision to say, well, where are you really going with this vision? So I love that very much. And I do want to open it up to the audience again, if you guys have questions or if you want to share where you're struggling with money. I'd love to hear from you. And so would Krista. Um, and yeah. So what's, what's next for you? Like what's on your, your agenda? What, what's in the future for you?
1: I think a big piece of what I'm really focusing on is um really trying to find new ways to help, to help reach people. So whether it's from the YouTube channel that I'm starting. Um, so, and thank you, Lisa, you're the one who, who encouraged me to do that. Um, so whether it's from that side of starting that YouTube channel, just to help get these affirmations and the good feelings out there, um, starting the community page in Ajata and making sure that that is supported and people start feeling good about the money, Um, It's really starting to more go towards that mindset piece, um, really helping heal that relationship with money that the world has. Um, unfortunately, like you mentioned, a lot of us just have that negative, difficult relationship, um, almost to the point that we're ready to break up with money. Um, and we just don't want to feel that way. We want to mend it. So I kind of want to be able to be the money counselor for everybody and be able to mend that relationship, make it feel better for you. So that way you can get back to loving it. And therefore, you don't have to focus on it so much. You can just focus on loving what you do. The money just comes naturally because it is an easy flow with law of attraction and everything else. You don't even have to worry. Um, We will still give it attention. We will still always be intentional with it because again, we can't just ignore our boyfriends, right? They, They tend to go astray when we do that. So we'll make sure that we still love it to do all of that, but it doesn't become this difficult, hard thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it really is true. It's easy to ignore that stuff. Like I know we've, I was like, Oh, I don't want to do accounting or, Oh, I don't want to deal with it. But then, like you said, you're kind of pushing that, you know, you're creating blocks. So even in this discussion, I'm like, Oh, I'm creating so many blocks. I need, mm-hmm. I've got some work to do. <laughs>
1: And most of us do have a lot of work to do. we we're at a point where um you know just again, uh, you're, even with your relationships, right? you're never done you're never done working on it. It's something that is always going to need attention and everything else. but getting to the space of enjoying doing that part um, is gonna make such a big difference too in that relationship to where now we don't have that scarcity mindset. We're not um you know worried about it all the time. We don't have that scarcity mindset. it is now a hey, I, I'm going to give money some of my attention. I'm going to be very conscious and intentional with what I'm doing with it, making sure that I am serving it well, it's serving me well, um, and, uh, and that I, I get to enjoy it, right? That I'm enjoying it now. I'm going to be able to enjoy it in the future because I'm doing something smart with it. Maybe I'm giving some away because that makes me feel good um, and all of those things. So making sure I tell people there's four main parts to money. And you need to be truly working on all four of them at the same time. So you should always be, you know, you should feel good to spend some on yourself. Don't be afraid to spend money. You deserve it. It makes us feel good. Don't be saving it all away for a rainy day. So spending some, saving some for the rainy day, making sure that we are saving some for the future. Um, investing some, and I don't just mean stock market, you guys, there are so many other investment strategies that we can do that can feel good for you, Um, but investing and then giving. Um, So whether it's giving time, giving money, um, but doing something that feels good that we're giving away. And those are going to be your four things. If those four things you are doing and you feel good about, um, the money is going to start flowing a lot easier.
0: I love those categories. Say those four categories again. I really liked yeah. that.
1: So the categories are spend some, save some, invest some, and give some away.
0: I love it. I'm curious with the investing piece. You know, there's a lot of talk in the alternative world about um cryptocurrency and precious metals and precious gems and things like that. Like, what are your thoughts on those things?
1: Goodness. Well, I'm
0: the cryptocurrency,
1: I'm still learning, to be honest. There's so much with that, and it's still so new. Um, I almost could feel a little bit more comfortable personally towards that gold and gems and because that's something that's been around and has had value for a very, very long time. Um, Mm -hmm. I believe in a very balanced financial portfolio, if you will, um, making sure that you are um, evenly balanced in your types of investments. So um, just making sure because one thing could fail and you didn't put all of your eggs in one basket. Um, But I do believe things like that gold, the precious metals, the earth isn't making any more of it, right? And so it is still a value monetarily that is being put on by us. um, But it is something that is still going to ebb and flow as we feel it should. Um, But it is also a tangible thing. Um, Money is still a tangible thing. It is something that isn't going away completely. um, But I can see the methods and mediums, in which it's exchanged changing um, as well. Um, So I think that having a very balanced view of, hey, I have some of this, I have some of this, and then making sure again that it feels good for you. Um, Because some people really love stock market. Some people want it all in gold Um, and that's okay. Just balance it out and make sure it feels good for you because ultimately it is yours that you are going to be using as that exchange medium. Um, And that's really all it is, right? It's an exchange medium. It just helps provide Mm. us the things.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really great, I like that exchange medium. That's totally what it is. And. This is so great, Krista. There's so much great information. I know everybody here has just really loved the discussion. And I just want to remind everyone that for all of our Diamond Beauties, um, Karen Lazone, who is an incredible writer and filmmaker, has been writing articles about each one of these incredible women. And she is a guest author on my blog at lisamgunshore.com. So you can read about Krista and all the Diamond Beauties on my website. Just go to lisamgunshore.com and then go down to the blog in the explore menu and the front page. And you'll be able to find that there among all of the other writings that are on there. So there's actually a diamond beauty category that you can click. Um, and again, we do have a diamond beauty shirt. So you can go to my official store um, at BuddhistBioHacker.com and you can go on there and shop as well. So all of that's available to you. Krista, do you want to share with everybody websites, like how they find you, where they, where they find you? And of course, you're in the app as well.
1: Sure. Um, so right now I am, I'm working on getting a new website. I know Lisa has a current one down there um kind of scrolling through. Um, you can, if you want to book an appointment, if you want to just have a chat, um, get to, I'd, I'd love to just get to know people. So I would love to get to know all of you. Um, you can book straight through there, which makes it very, very simple. Um, or you can find me on Facebook, Krista Pashonik or Manifest Wealth. And I will also be on um, the app as well. So you can find me on there and feel free to reach out, you guys. I am somebody who I do not, you know, when it comes to the financial um, actual appointments, I do not charge for my time. I do not charge for financial advice. Um, You know, if we get deeper into the coaching, that's a little something different, but just those main questions and, hey, can you help me out? I don't even know where to start. It is a completely free thing. I just want to help you guys. Um, I want to help you guys feel good about it. So feel free. Don't um, feel... Uh, you know, discouraged or even I've had people tell me they feel embarrassed when they reach out. Money should not be embarrassing. It is something that we should all love. So definitely let me know how I can help you guys.
0: Love it so much. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Really, I mean, I just love you so much. And I'm so happy to have met you and to have you in the community and to be able to share you with everyone. And thank you to everybody who's been watching. And thank just a you. reminder if you're a premium member in the Ajatakasa app, um, you do have access to Krista's webinar that she taught on money mindset that was just a couple weeks ago. Um, It's under spiritual entrepreneurship and you can watch her webinar as far as, as well as others that are in there as well. But um, you just had a great talk and it was really great. So if you guys have missed it, get in there.
1: Yes. And thank you for having me, Lisa. I love the community that you're building and that we're all building together. I think that this is going to be such a healing thing for the world and so desperately needed. So thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. And thank you guys also from the bottom of my heart for joining. Um, and truly, um, I love, I just, I just love what this community is doing. So it makes me feel so good and I'm so blessed to have been a part of it. So thank you.
0: Oh, well, I'm excited to have you and it's only the beginning and we're at the ground floor of groundbreaking stuff, which is super awesome. And thank you to all of my members of my YouTube channel. You guys, thank you. And thank you to everybody who's watching. If you haven't subscribed, please don't forget to click subscribe. And we are back next week. It's a brand new month and we are back with our first Tuesday with Satyam. We love him so much. And he's going to be back talking about... Um, yogi philosophies next week. I think we're talking about the yamas and the niyamas. And then Julie Hoyle and Satyam will be back to talk about spiritual community. So for all of us who are in the spiritual community, love they're going to be talking about the trials and tribulations of the spiritual community and how we can work together and how we can, um, you know, move into a space where we're not going to be a corrupt spiritual community. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. So thank you, Krista. I love you so much. So very I much. Love you. Yes, and thank you to everybody out there and have an incredible weekend.
1: Thank you, guys.